Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benners Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on the show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For he's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high-energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Well, this is one I didn't really expect to do. I was not expecting to record an episode here on a on a Wednesday night, uh, late into the night. Um, you can tell in the sound of my voice that um, this is not something I planned on doing. I was just going to release the urinating tree interview on Friday and been done with it. But um, I like to be open and honest with everyone on here. I, I feel like I'm always honest with you guys. I mean, it's the best policy. And um, as someone I look up to by the name of Steve Zabin once said, often says this in sports media, sometimes you are fed a buffalo, they call it. A buffalo um, is an animal that, of course, knows what it is, um, was often hunted by indigenous people and or any other lots of tribes out there. Um, and a buffalo could sustain a colony for quite some time. You have fur, you have meat, you have bones. You catch a buffalo, you're eating good, or you're going to be well off. Well, we in the hockey world, have been given a buffalo. The only problem is, it's not the kind of buffalo you want to go after. No. There are two things I'm going to talk about here tonight. But I want to keep this centric, the first half of this podcast, on the Hershey Bears. 
which we are going to talk about here as the Bears took on the Syracuse Crunch here, and we will get to that in a little bit. This podcast will not be my usual long one. Um, at least I don't think so. Um, the first half of this will be covering the Bears and Crunch, and the second half of this is the Chicago Blackhawks and everything that's going on with them. With everything that's come out in the last 48 hours, um, I've kind of let a lot of the hockey media and bloggers and podcast verse, you guys go take care of it. You know, that, that that's not my thing. I'm the American Hockey League. This isn't me. This is not my territory. But as I say here in the intro, all of the hockey news that matters to me and this whole incident, as I've come to find out, especially in the past couple hours, this is one of the times where it's not about me. It affects a lot of people. And I feel like what's happened with the Blackhawks, I need to get out into the open, onto this microphone, and tell all of you. But before we do that, let's talk some Bears hockey. The boys were at it on a Wednesday night at Giant Center. Huzzah! It was Herco night. What does that mean? Lots of free tickets given away to employees. Why? Because it's a Wednesday night and we need to get butts in the seats. That's why. Taking on the Syracuse Crunch for the first time in nearly two and a half years. Now, for those who don't know, the Syracuse Crunch are the farm club of your current reigning and defending Stanley Cup champions in the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Crunch and the Lightning. Crunch, Lightning. Yeah, I said that right have had a really, really good pipeline that about 35% of the lightning that you've seen over the past six years have come from Syracuse. You know, Vasilevsky spent time in Syracuse. Believe me, I know. I saw him. Um, Lots of other players down in Tampa as well. In fact, some other ones that have really jumped up and down. Uh, Radish, Gabriel Dumont as well. You know, this... This this club pumps out talent, and that's really good scouting. That's really good development. And Syracuse and Tampa, well, it's a solid pipeline. And we took them on. The Crunch, well, they're always tough. They they pretty much are. And the boys, you know, we're going up against a, a, a rookie goaltender. I thought they had Maxime Lagant. He's injured. Oh, that's why. So we're taking on this... Uh, Russian rookie of a goalie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's fine. We're taking on a rookie goaltender with as skilled as we are. I mean, <laughs> it's not like he's going to have, you know. Anyway, first shot of the game. There's Axel Janssen Fialli skating down the right side and fires in. Shot scores! AJF! AJ gets it in. Speed, skill, shot right in his wheelhouse. That nice little spot between the top of the faceoff circle and the dot. That's his office. And he puts it in. It's one nothing, and we're off to the races. The Bears, for 20 minutes, just taking it to the Syracuse Crunch team. That's on a three-game skid. They're weekend. They're weakened. It's midday hockey. He's okay, guys. We got this. And later on in the first, boys are really playing good. Five on five as the Bears are controlling the action. I love this. And get out to the point. Cody Franzen. Matt Molson standing in front. I'm open. 
long shot tipped scores and you know what that means <laughs> it's mad o'clock everyone once again he's back on the bloody map matt molson gets his first of the season and it's two nothing hershey and we're off to the races we're off we're off it's gonna be one of those nights where it's a wednesday night we're gonna get through hump day with some good Dominant midweek hockey. Second period and the crunch start to turn it on a little bit. The the crunch get the Bears into some penalty trouble. And oh, it's okay. I mean, our power play's been really good. We're like 18 of 18. What could possibly go wrong? Well, long shot in and it Copley sort of gets it. It slides off his pad up in the air and into the net. A nice little dribbler off the stick and it's into the net. Crunch get a power play goal. The first one, the Bears have surrendered. And nice going, Zach. You just had to mention on the broadcast that it is their 18 for 18. Yeah. You know what happens, right? Yeah. The thing that they don't do, they end up doing. Yeah. That's how these things go. And as I'm listening to this game, again, Bears are taking penalties. And the Crunch just really, you know... I don't want to say take it to them, but they're beating the Bears at five on five, especially in the first 20 minutes they were playing. The Bears were playing so good. They had the pep in their step, the jump in their step. They had this. And then it's like they thought their speed and skill in those 20 minutes were just going to be enough. Two goals. This goalie's going to crack. We got this. But the crunch just... um. It's not more speed and skill. It's more wearing this team down and forcing Hershey into making mistakes. Delay of game penalties. Holding. Freaking Garrett Pilon jumping into the photographer's area to avoid a two, uh, delay of uh, too many men. Too many men on the ice penalty. Pilon, love the initiative there, kid. Love what you're doing. But, um, yeah, just no. Too many men. Yeah. Sorry. I'll go to my room. Love the initiative. Love the hustle. But um, yeah, take the L as the kids like to say. And we go into the third. And there was a there was nervous. Like, okay, the Bears are bending, but they're not breaking. And I know this team is good enough to get through this. We're good enough to, you know, let's just hold Syracuse off. You know, do what we've done play not to lose instead of playing to win. And maybe that's what happened. Or maybe the crunch knew that they had us because the bears throughout the entire third period, two shots, two. How many did they have in the, in the uh, second five, five shots on goal. Yeah. The crunch just knew how to neutralize the bears in five on five and keep forcing them in taking penalties and early on in the third and long shot gets scrambled in front and who there's two crunch guys right in front of Copley who's boxing out you box out box out we have bodies to do this who's boxing out who's out there it's Kepney and Mickelrath what Kepney's on the crease by himself and he's not you know get that big body of yours in the way but uh, Copley can't corral it, but there's no real help for him. And the crunch just whack, 
Ah, jam, jam, and Copley just makes a one little mistake where he adjusts his pads, and that's just enough to slide it underneath him into the net, and we are tied at two points apiece. Whoa. And there is a nervous energy throughout the third. Oh, no. Are the boys really going to blow this? Are we going to lose this game? I don't know. But, well, wait, we're talented enough to get a late goal. We can do this. We've come back from worse. We're Hershey, damn it. We can do this. But Syracuse said no. No. You're going to have to dig deep to beat us. And maybe that's a thing. But where is that digging deep coming from? Where is the third and fourth line boys coming in? This depth. And you know, the Bears took another late, late penalty. A slash which he tapped the stick but didn't knock it out of his hand. That's a penalty. Fans booed it, but it's one of those, eh, it's the right call. And in the words of the great late macho man Randy Savage, you may not like it, but accept it. Rest in peace, macho man. And uh, the Crunch have a power play to end the game, though thankfully nothing comes of it. But they'll go to OT, four-on-three power play for the Crunch, and nothing of it. We go to a little four-on-four, and nothing comes of that as well. We get a whistle, two-and-a-half to go, three-on-three. Let's go. And the two teams trade chances, but it's not like Charlotte, where Charlotte wanted to play fire wagon hockey. Nope, this is slow, methodical, painful, heart attack-inducing. Why are we putting ourselves through this? And the Bears go down to... A two-on-one stretch. Scarbosa and Pilon just look, looking, tries to get back over, but can't pull the trigger. Crunch recover. Throw it up nice to a guy streaking in all alone. Nobody's getting back there. Who's the one guy that's trying to catch up to him? That's Lucas. Oh, boy. It's a breakaway. Deep shot scores. And the Syracuse Crunch win it in overtime. That's it. Game over. Syracuse 3, Hershey 2. Final in overtime. But we get a point out of it, right? We get a point. Well, as Scott Allen said in his post-game presser, the boys played great for a period and then just and just stopped. Did we rest on our laurels knowing that we're the better 5-on-5 five five team? Which we were for 20 minutes. And the crunch adjusted. And yeah, we got ourselves into penalty trouble. That didn't help either. But, you know, I'm not going to try and freak out over this game. Not like the loss in in, Sarah, in Charlotte. Charlotte was a gaffe that led me to get upset over that loss. This is where you played great for one period and you didn't play well in the second and third. Against a team... Could you beat? Yes. Should you have beaten them? Nah. Can't tell. And I'm not going to take too much stock in the other division games. Like, you know, we got a point against Syracuse. We're not going to see them again until I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of me. So, this weekend, we've got a, a twin set against another team, we're only going to see at Giant Center this year. The Cleveland Monsters 
come to town on Halloween weekend. I know the irony for a weekend set, and then that'll be it. We won't see Cleveland again until um, until February. So tough loss. You got a point. You got one point out of six so far. Let's just see how the weekend goes. So with all that being said, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to get into it. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast. But before we go on, Bears fans, I'm talking to not just Bears fans, but NFL fans. Who's hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, line up. Chicken dinner, it's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alrighty there, everyone. So, let's get into this. As some of you may have seen in the hockey world, this past Monday, the independent investigators of the Chicago Blackhawks sexual assault story that was broken over the summer released their investigations, and, uh, oh boy, this wasn't good. Now, this was an anvil that has been hanging over the head of the Chicago Blackhawks for quite some time. There was rumors that Stan Bowman knew, that Quinville knew, and this was... It was just an incident. It was something... Uh, it was consensual. It was non-consensual. He said, they said, a whole bunch of things. So, some thought this could have been a nothing burger, but this also could have been something that could just really be a gut punch to the Blackhawks organization. Now, before we do go on, I want to have some uh, transparency for everyone here. That this subject is going to be very heavy on the Chicago Blackhawks and this story. And if this is not your particular brand of vodka, something you do not care about, then by all means, you know, we'll shake hands you know, be on your way, and, you know, I'll catch you next time. We'll see you on Monday, and I'll talk about more Bears hockey then. But, you know, if you're somewhat interested in knowing what's happened, then I'm going to warn all of you. A lot of this stuff that I'm going to tell, it ain't pretty. It is n- It is, there's going to be some sexual stuff. I'm not going to be too explicit. There's going to be 
thoughts and opinions on this. And it's going to be very Blackhawks heavy. So I'm going to give, again, the option. If you don't want to listen to this, if you don't care, you can go find this on the interwebs. It's out there. But this is just my two cents on it because of just how much this has blown up. All right? Last chance to get off the train. We're pulling out. All right? You're staying? All right. Let's get to it. The report was released originally that a John Doe had gone to the Blackhawks higher-ups and had reported an incident with Brad Aldrich. Brad Aldrich, who was a one of the staff of the Chicago Blackhawks in May of 2010. Now, this is during their playoff run. The said player was part of the Chicago Blackhawks Black Aces. Now, for those of you who don't know what Black Aces are, Black Aces are a hodgepodge of players and prospects from the minor league club that are called up during playoff time as an extra practice squad. They'll be given a jersey, they'll hang out with the team, and they'll even be around to skate out with the cup on the ice if they get that far. So, all right. Brad Aldrich was a Blackhawks 27-year-old video coach in his second full year with the job. Aldrich was responsible for cutting videotapes of game footage with other Blackhawks coaches. Now, this all took place in 2010. The John Doe, we will reveal his his identity soon. So, again, this was released on Monday. That according to a confidant of of John Doe, uh, had had told them of this incident that Aldrich invited John Doe back to his apartment for some dinner and drinks. Okay. All right. Maybe a little unorthodox, but a bit of a bonding. Okay. Um, Aldrich told that he had the power to get John Doe onto the Blackhawks roster. All right. Usual stick. Yeah. Stick with me, kid. And I'll show you all the ropes. Yeah. And then proceeded to turn on pornography. What? Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. He, he, oh. <laughs> um, at first, the John Doe had said that Aldrich had claimed that he turned it on by accident and there was something on with the remote they turned the hockey game back on that they were originally watching. Then, oops, the porn turned on again. Yeah. 
And according to the John Doe, the Aldrich started making advances and started enjoying himself. Let me just put this mildly. I'm trying to be discreet here, everyone. I'm trying. Trust me, I'm reading the report. It's not pretty. I'm I'm trying here, everyone. So he then wanted to, Aldrich wanted to enjoy the John Doe and said, you should cooperate with this. John didn't want to. And then Aldrich proceeded to, mm, yeah, this I'm not going to say because even though we have an E rating on this, um, I don't want to go that, I don't want to say what he did, even though just by reading it, it's bad. And as someone who has struggled with a pornography addiction, a hente addic- addiction, yes, and me being an anime fan, hente is very easily ex- accessible, as much as porn is these days. And I jokingly say this, he turned the porn on, I've seen enough hente to know where this is going. And after the incident had happened, Aldrich threatened John Doe by telling him, telling him that if he told anyone about this or didn't act like he enjoyed what happened, that John Doe would never play in the NHL or walk again. Threatening him with a with a Chicago Cubs miniature baseball bat. After this, the John Doe ran out of the apartment terrified and crying over what happened and ran off. And obviously very much understandable with what happened. Um, the John Doe had gone to a confidant inside the Blackhawks organization a little over one week after it happened and shared certain details with the, with the confidant. The confidant stated to us that John Doe was clear at the time. The encounter was not consensual. Brad Aldrich claimed that it was consensual. There's another woman involved in this apparently, but um, again, that's a lot more of the details. Now, the Blackhawks were made aware of this. Um, Al, Al McIsaac, Senior Director of Hockey Administration, told a Blackhawks employee that there had been a sexual encounter involving Aldrich and the John Doe. McIsaac dispatched the Blackhawks mental skills coach to and team counselor Jim Gray to speak to John. So what you did was that instead of, you know, oh, I don't know, calling the police or, you know, pulling aside Audric saying, dude, what the hell? Not just send a, a mental health coach to him. He'll be fine. Oh, God. And it also came out that that Jim Gray had also may have sent him images of naked women and pornographic images to help deal with the situation. Oh, God! Jesus, Blackhawks! What the hell? It's not like this could get any worse. Oh, believe you me. Sit down, my son, and let me tell you a tale. Now, the timestamp on a lot of this happening was around May 8th or May 9th. That was the Vancouver series of the 2010 playoffs. 
you know, that whole cup run thing. Later on May 23rd, within an hour of winning the playoff game and securing their place in the Stanley Cup Finals, five members of management, then President John McDowell, McIsaac, GM Stan Bowman, then Executive Vice President Jay, Jay Bullock, and Assistant General Manager Kevin Sheveldayoff, who's now with the Winnipeg Jets, along with then-head coach Joel Quinville and Gary met to discuss what they learned about Aldrich and the John Doe. The accounts of the meeting very significantly, and the participants had limited recollections of the details of the meeting. Limited recollections. All the participants recalled being informed there was an, an incident involving an unwelcome sexual advance. But for the most part, the participants reported that they learned the incident at a high level, and Aldrich, a coach, tried to get, quote, under the sheets with John Doe, said player. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about this with the higher up and make jokes about it. None of the participants recalled being told about the type of clarity of the non-consensual event and described the John Doe in his lawsuit or was described during the John Doe interview with us. Now, this is important that I'm bringing up all these names. Uh, let me just go through some of them again. John McDoe, uh, McIsaac, General Manager Stan Bowman, John then Vice President, Executive Vice President John Bullock, and Kevin Sheveldayoff. Sheveldayoff and Joe Quenville are on record of saying they had no recollection of the event. I didn't know this happened. I didn't know. I, 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 we were all focused winning on the cup. I, I didn't know about this. However, it is being said in this report that, yeah, you guys did know. Higher-ups told you. You had a meeting about it. Was there anything done about it? Well, not much. Aldrich stayed on the team. He was there all the way to the end. That overtime goal in Philadelphia that Uncle Doc awkwardly called? Yeah, he was there for that. Celebrated. Got a ring. Name on the cup and everything. So at the time... He was part of the heroic bringing the cup back to Chicago. And it also turns out that night that while partying in Chicago, that um, on June 14th, after they'd won the cup, um, that, that Aldrich made a sexual advance on a Blackhawks intern who was 22 years old by physically touching the intern. My God! The intern rebuffed Aldrich's advance and did not report the encounter to management or HR. Lovely. But supposedly, he was released, um, met with Aldrich um, in June 16th. Director of HR met with Aldrich and offered him an option to undergo an investigation into what occurred with John Doe or to resign. Aldrich resigned, signed a separation agreement during the meeting, and no investigation was conducted. He received severance pay, his payoff bonus, and had a salary for several months, got his day with the cup in his hometown, and like I said, his name on the cup. He was then on to have a position with USA Hockey, the University of Notre Dame, and the Miami of Ohio, and, and Huntington High School in Michigan, while at said high school, he was arrested and pled guilty to fourth-degree criminal 
fourth degree criminal sexual conduct involving a minor. So did time in jail and now is a registered sex offender. And his name is on the Stanley Cop. Yeah. So all that's pretty bad. It's a really big black eye for the Blackhawks, but also for hockey as well. Because Gary Bettman came out with a statement. Oh, lovely. Bettman came out and said, uh, yeah, this is bad. And, and I'm going to have a meeting with Chevy and, and Quenville. Oh, believe you me. Ooh, I'll give them a good talking to. Ooh, this really rubs my dander. Okay there, Gary. All right. This took place. Again, most of this took place Tuesday afternoon, at least saying he was going to meet with them. And then, you know, it, it, all that was enough for me to kind of be like, okay, this is bad, but, you know, it's not getting me going. Not enough, because I, I, again, I have other stuff I'm dealing with. But then today, on Wednesday, at least at the time when I'm recording this, we found out who the John Doe was. Actually, he revealed himself. His name, Kevin Beach, was his name. Drafted 11th overall by the Chicago Blackhawks in 2010. Did time in Rockford that season. A 19-year-old prospect was invited to Gary Aldrich's apartment, shown pornography, and given horrible events to him. Did the interviews, gave statements, and at first it did sound a little scripted, a little wooden, I thought. But the more and more I heard him talk, the more and more emotion, and I was beginning to feel more and more sorry for him and everything he went through. And I'm not, like, do you think this is fake that he was making it up? No. That now I was feeling like, yeah, I can get behind this. I can talk about this. That with my ADHD and, and just the way my head's wired, sometimes it takes a while for me to understand things. But watching that interview, I got it. I understand now. I, I, I see what it's, it, it's done because I'm an auditory learner. You know, I can read documents till I'm blue in the face, but I can't understand it very well. But hearing, hearing his, his broken voice, the tears, the raw emotion that was coming through it. It was one of the reasons why I got behind this and said, all right, I'm ready to talk about this. And the Chicago Blackhawks, Stan Bowman, out, done. The entire team has a black cloud over it. Mike McKenna said on Twitter, we all failed Kyle Beach. Our entire hockey community... I don't think the man's wrong. And the Chicago Blackhawks released a statement today saying, quote, let me just uh, get this up here on my phone better. First, we would like to acknowledge and commend Kyle Beach's courage for coming forward. 
As an organization, the Chicago Blackhawks reiterate our deepest apologies for what he has gone through and for the organization to failure to promptly respond when he bravely brought about this matter to light back in 2010. Right. It was inexcusable for the then executives of the Blackhawks, whom are no longer working for us, to delay taking action regarding the reported sexual misconduct. No playoff game championship is more important than protecting our players and staff from predatory behavior. Yeah, then why the hell did it happen? Before I say the last line here, Kevin Beach said in his own words, in his mind and by the Blackhawks' actions, winning a Stanley Cup was more important than sexual assault through their actions, showed that that 2010 run was more important than a prospect live being ruined. Notice that line. No playoff game or championship is more important than protecting our players and staff from predatory behavior. Wrong. The Blackhawks have implemented numerous changes and improvements within the organization, including hiring a new leadership team that is committed to winning championships while adhering to the highest ethical professional athletic standards. So in the previous sentence, you said, no playoff game or championship is more important than protecting our players, yet we've brought in a new leadership team that's committed to winning championships. (laughs) You still want to win championships. You just said no, none is more important. Nothing's more important than than protecting our players, but we still want to win championships. And I'll commend Kevin Beach. When he did his interview, he did not call for one person to be fired. He didn't. He just wanted his story told. And he did it. And he absolutely came out and did it. And that took stones. And I can respect that. I really can. And sorry if I rambled on a little bit here, folks. It's just a story like this. There's a lot to unpack. There is a lot to talk about. And we're still not done. Because supposedly, players knew about this. There were certain players that that hazed Kyle Beach after the incident. That said that, oh, well, uh, that some players might have known. Like, Jonathan Taze said he didn't know about the incident until a year later. Which a lot of fans are calling BS on. And perhaps the worst of all this. Chevy is still the GM, at least the time of this podcast comes out. Shevel Dayoff is still with the Jets organization. And last night on a Wednesday night, the Florida Panthers played the Boston Bruins. Joe Quenville is the head coach of the Florida Panthers right now. Now, upon hearing this, what do you think happened? A, the Florida Panthers suspended Joe Quenville until Gary Bettman's investigation is done. B, Joe Quenville stepped aside until the investigation is done. Or C, they played the game in Boston like nothing happened and Joe Quenville was behind the bench. The answer was C.
he was still there. Tone deaf, read the room. I don't like using those buzzwords a lot, but um, yeah, Joel, you think you're safe down there in Sunrise, Florida? Florida may think it's protected from a lot of things, but Joel, you can't outrun this. You know, when players go for their meetings with the whole player safety thing, they don't play. You know, Bettman, a lot of people are calling for Bettman's head. In fact, a lot of people on Twitter are calling for people's heads. The mob wants its pound of flesh. And let's just hope that it's only a pound. Quenville should get out. And as I said on Twitter, I hope he knows Russian because it's the only way he gets to continue his coaching career. Maybe he can resign for medical reasons. You know, Urban Meyer did it and it worked out well for him. But I'd be rambling at this point. So I've already gone on a lot about this already. So I will end the podcast or at least this segment of the podcast with this. The Chicago Blackhawks did not do their apologies because they're genuinely sorry about what happened to Kevin Beach. At least I don't think so. No, they're apologizing because they got caught. I work in a trucking yard, and I have to tell drivers most of the time that they cannot spend their 10-hour breaks or sleep on our lot. They have to leave the property. After that, I don't care what they do, but go beyond the guard shack. 40% of the times, the drivers will leave. 20% of the times, they'll put up an argument, but they'll begrudgingly leave. There's about 10% of idiots that will yell, that will argue. I will tell them to leave or else the police will get involved. And they won't win that battle. And they'll drive off in a huff. And one of our coordinators told me a long time ago because I let these get to me. He said, they're not mad at you because you told them to leave. They're mad because they got caught. And this is the same thing with the Chicago Blackhawks. They're apologizing because they got caught. In my own naive mind, I thought hockey was immune to stuff like this stuff like this and and racism because hockey brings people from all over the world the US Canada Finland Sweden Latvia Switzerland Russia Australia even we're a proverbial melting pot of people from different parts of the world and unfortunately stuff like this still happens I'm not going to come on here and say be better or do better. Twitter can do that. But this is a harsh black eye that the NHL continues to do to itself. That these things tend to happen. And to Kevin Beach, I'm sorry. I know I didn't do anything. You as Bears fans didn't either. And I apologize that the segment went on a little long, but... This was something I felt like I wanted to get in front of this microphone and say. And I promise, next episode, it'll be a lot more fun. I'll have my usual attitude back. But you know what? I feel the best way I can end this episode is in the famous words of Red Green. Remember, keep your stick on the ice, and I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. We'll catch you next time. 
Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.